Welcome to Bad Dogma, where the truth is revealed one podcast at a time. Now here are your hosts, Chris Solak and Mark Rasmussen. And welcome back to Bad Dogma. I'm Chris Solak along with Mark Rasmussen. And today we are talking to the Bald Avenger, yes, Mr. Jason Cisneros. And Jason, uh, thank you again. Uh, awesome, awesome first episode. We we yeah. left it. We left it on this note of, of of reshaping culture, right? And and how to and how to to take uh, difficult circumstances or broken circumstances, right? And convert them into real life change. You you literally have written a book on failure. Can can you share just a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, thanks for closing it that way. That's you know, <laughs> not sure that's how I would have marketed it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, wrote, I did, I, and let me tell you why I did it was because one of the things that I see is a lot of disingenuousness out there and people posing as people that they aren't. And, and I, and I, I, I have done that. I've been guilty of that multiple multitude of times. And as I started this new phase of my life, what I did was I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to hide anything. I want to put it all out there. And so I did, and it was, it ended up being a book on failure. It really did (laughs) on, you know, all the mistakes that I'd made in my marriage and my divorce and, you know, breaking the law and losing money, mine, others, people I love, like it was, you know, it was basically a tell all. And then, you know, I spent the few years after that, um, making more mistakes. <laughs> well, that's life, right? I mean, anybody yeah. who says they don't make a mistake, is just a liar. I'm yeah, sorry. That's You're the just BS right there. Yeah, Bullshit indicator goes off immediately right there. I just, yeah. And it's, and it's one of those things where, where I, you know, and then, and then, uh, what was it? Facebook live started happening. Right. Right. I'm like, this is great. I can just get my failures out as they're happening. Come on, come on. Cause real time. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's a powerful statement, Jason. I want to stop you there for a second. Cause what you just said is very difficult for a lot of people to understand that failure actually is the key to success. Right. It's that, like air is to breathing. Right. right. Exactly. I have a very good friend. Uh, he's, 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 in fact, he's the man who led me to Christ 30 some years ago. And, and he, he, He's at the point in his career where he's discovered that because there's this in this in this technical world that we live in, there's this philosophy that you know um, value is created and it's bullshit. You don't create value; you discover value. And how do you do that? You do it one mistake at a time, and you do it repetitively, continually, and you continue to learn through that process. And that's what you're sharing here now. You've made a lot of mistakes. You've come to places, and you've realized what I need to do is continue my process of discovery. And, and, and if we can get over the reality that failure is bad, and we can change the paradigm that, paradigm that failure is actually the key to discovery... Well, I, I, I don't know anybody, Jason. I, do you know anybody? You know a lot of very successful people that just all they ever did was succeed. Right. That they never, right. ever had any Where failure of any kind right. in their way. Yeah. I, I've heard of them. I, have, I, don't, I, I don't know any of them personally. personally. Mythical beings, yes, right? Yes. They're, yes. they're mythical. Or yeah. they're a politician. Oh, come uh, on. Oh, good, good call on that one. Yeah, We, we don't have either. a drum roll sound <laughs> yeah. effect, but we need to get one. We need to buy one right yeah, now. We that need might to buy be one. something we put it right in there, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Exactly. Because, because at the end of the day, you know, when you're polished and it looks like you haven't made mistakes and all that kind of stuff, you're lying. Yeah, you absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's no long-term success that can be built on a lie. Now, you know, there's every, like what you guys were saying is our identity, right? right. We, yes. we yes. tend as human beings to freeze in moments, Come on. forgetting that oh, there's a, a moment every second for us to make a different decision. Yes. And, and what we do is we freeze ourselves in time, you know, and, and what happens is we make a mistake and we're like, oh, I'm not going to try a relationship again. Sure. All women are, are this and all men are that. Or, right. you know, right. I, I, I started a business and I failed. So we freeze in those moments because we allow those things to become our identity instead of our identity being much bigger. Right. Our, yeah. We we are, uh, you know, if you believe in the Christian uh, religion, really any major religion, right. you are of the father. You are a you are a descendant of, of God Almighty himself. And and so I am that means I'm imbued with those same 
uh, um, opportunities. I'm imbued with some of those same powers and, and God is still creating in the universe. Right. Yep. And, yes. and, and some of the stuff that he made is weird, you know, and some of the stuff that, oh, yeah. that he created is, I mean, what it's it, but it's all serves a purpose. Just like every mistake we've made in our life serves a purpose. The right. people that knew me, even our own, our own biology, our cells in our body are recreating themselves. We are literally not the same person that we were. I think it takes seven years span right. and, and our body has completely recreated itself. Yep. And, and so somebody that met me seven years ago, they dealt with the Jason Cisneros, but it's not the same one I am today. Right. Right. Yep. And God forgive me if it was, that's like burying the talents in the ground. Right. Come on. It, you know, God forgive me if I'm the same person I was seven years ago. Right. And that version was making different decisions and was making, you know, 10 years ago was making selfish decisions and, and, you know, and this kind of thing, but I'm not that same person anymore. And I won't be the same person tomorrow that I am today. I wear these skull rings that I'm showing the camera right now uh, for a reason. There's, they mean different things, but they also mean to this, to me every day that I'm dying to the me of yesterday Come on, and I'm keeping the good stuff and, and doing the best I can to flush out the bad. Right. So yes, I've made bad decisions. Yes. I've hurt people. Yes. I've done those things. I've done my best to make it right. I've done my best to, to uh, gain the forgiveness, but at some point in time, I have to forgive myself because oh, if somebody holds huge. on for too long, to the thing that I did to them or that they did to me and I hold on to it too long. Now that becomes about me. It doesn't become about that person anymore. Right. right. It right. becomes about the fact that I'm using that as an excuse. There so, you go. Um, you know, so anyway, so to your point, your identity should be tied in who you can, who you see yourself as, who God put in your heart to that you can create and that, you know, exists and you're constantly striving to be that person instead of the one of the one that made the mistake yesterday. You made an interesting statement. I've heard you mention it a couple of times, but that the fact that you don't make a mistake twice, and I and I can relate to that, that where my life has really changed, it's it's where I used to make the same mistake over and over yeah, and over and over again. Yep. Yet I, I got to a point in my life where I didn't have to, I could, I could, when I would make a sta mistake, I could learn from it. Yeah, that's the key. And then I can apply that's something right. different, the application to get a different result and say, okay, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to go this way. How, how did you, how did you learn? How did you uh, start to apply that in a way um, that you could, you could really step back and see what you were doing. When, when was that, when did that change start to take place in your life? I know, I know it doesn't always happen uh, in that instant, yeah. but, but is there a, is there a, a, a business opportunity, a relationship, something that you could tie it to that you were like, yeah, that's really when I started to apply that. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a really great example. Again, to your point, small, you know, iterations as I yeah. have, True. And I say grow up. I'm still growing up. Come on. Aren't we all? Uh, yeah. You know, and growing in faith and growing in, in capacity and those types of things. But but one of the, the 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 biggest slaps in the face for me, and this was not too long ago. This is maybe 10 years ago. Um, I was working with a, a gentleman by the name of Ed Sullivan, not the one that has passed away. Right. right. But the greatest kept secret in all of marketing history is the greatest. Uh, launched Oprah's career, launched Hulu, um, you know, Fox News. He, he, you know, he built out, turned around CBS back in the day. Uh, just uh, these unbelievable things that you rebranded the Emmys, you know, and was, I think, right. the first marketing person to ever win an Emmy. I'm not sure that him rebranding had anything to do with that. Wink, wink. But um, <laughs> sure. But, yeah. but, but I, I, I was I was watching him. I, and what I did was I wanted to be around him. He was a friend and a mentor. But I wanted to pay him to come into one of the businesses that I was working on so that I could be around him and to absorb and see the cook in the kitchen, so to speak. Yep. Right. And 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 be able to ask him questions. And I did that for several years. And I while we were working together, I saw him, you know, this situation come up for him business wise and another business opportunity that he was working on uh, simultaneously that this person screwed him over for a lot of money. Right. And back then, what I would do, and we're talking less, you know, a decade ago, right. right? Yep. I would, if somebody pissed me off, I would go nuclear. Yep. I would destroy it all the way down to the cellular level so it didn't exist anywhere. 
again, you know, you couldn't find a whiff of yeah. the, my relationship with a person that had screwed me over or that we had a conflict. It was nuclear, no more contact, no more anything. It was, I was as, as much of a douchebag as you could possibly imagine right. so that that person would be part of me not understanding that I was protecting myself. You sure, know? Right. And, yeah. It was a defense mechanism. So I, Absolutely. Right. And so I watch this happen. And if you want to see me get angry about somebody being, you know, uh, this was back then, I don't literally nothing bothers me now, but um, back then, if you wanted to see me angry about somebody attacking me or, or screwing me over, it was 10 times as bad if it was happening to somebody that I loved. Yeah. And so when, when uh, Ed was going through this, I was furious. I was like, Oh, ah, ah, let's go down knock down their door and make sure they pay you and, <laughs> right. you know, put it on the newspapers and all, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Jason, you seem to be more upset about this than I am. He goes, I'm not going to lose this nights of sleep over it, a night of sleep over it. And I was like, what the hell? Like I started yeah. thinking in the back of my head, Man, that is weak. Talk like, about a teachable how can you moment. Let people walk on you like that. How can yeah. you let people take advantage of you like that? Like I was, right. all of who I was and my <laughs> bullshit was coming out, oh, right? Yeah. And and I watched him go through that. And he said, "Jason, sit down." You know this, and I love when he said, "Sit down." Right. Still to this day, when he says, "Jason, sit down," I'm about I'm about to get my ass whooped. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. He's gonna hand it to you on a silver platter out to the woodshed passionate way yeah and he said jason sit down and i sat down and i was like fuming i'm like yeah tell me what are we going to do about yeah, it yeah come on i'm not going to do anything about it yeah. number one number two let me tell you a few stories from my past i used to be just like you i was young dumb and you know yep. and oh, yeah. full of anger and and uh and 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 he goes that cost me business it right. costs me more than that. It costs me my personal joy, my personal happiness. There's personal a big statement right there. That's a huge yeah. statement right there. It, it is. And 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 I was like, and and he goes, I learned my lesson. And he said, the next time it happened to me after I learned that lesson, I let somebody walk completely over me. They completely did me wrong. Everybody around me knew they did. And I just said, well, good luck to you and let yeah. them walk off. Right. Two years later, they came back and it was, I believe it was through Disney or somebody like that. And they brought him one of the biggest contracts. The mm -hmm. person who had screwed him over right. brought him one of the biggest contracts he'd ever seen. Yeah. And, and it wasn't convincing to me because I was still, you know, fairly hard edged when it came to, sure. to burning down relationships, mm -hmm. but I started to practice and practice. And now a decade later, I can say people on online because of the positions I take, yeah. I get called all kinds of names. I mean, I've gotten death threats from, you know, from very bad people. I've gotten, you know, I have to have security on my children almost 24 seven. I've got, you know, for the, for standing up for trafficking and sure. you know, the people you go against in that yeah, world. Absolutely. And, yep. you know, and those kind of things and, and it, nothing can penetrate my joy because if I'm not a happy warrior, I can serve no one. That's and in my huge. anger, of, of ego and self intent, I could damage someone else's journey to a point that they would end up, you know, harming themselves or, har or right. making a bad decision or whatever it is. Right. That's not going to be on my, on my shoulders. Right. I'm going to, and I still have a hard time loving the traffickers. I still mm -hmm. have a hard time loving the Johns. Right. Um, Pastor Rudy's much better than that at that than I am. Um, but I, I do love the unlovable as much as I possibly can these days. Right. I know people that are attacking me. It's simply a reflection of how they feel about themselves. Yeah. And they might be reacting to an older version of Jason that they, they have a right to be pissed off at. You yep. know what I'm saying? That's, that's and, key right there too. Yeah. And, and so, so that was really my biggest lesson in that, in that understanding and, and, you know, is to make, not making the same mistake twice. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to continue to make mistakes, but I want them to be different. I want right. them to be informed from my past ones right. to say, here's what, here's what not to do. Like my adopted father, he taught me a lot about life and who the husband I didn't want to be and the, yeah. the father I didn't want to be right. and the human being I didn't want to be taught me a lot of things. Right. And so I, I do my best not to make the same mistake twice because I know the results already. I'd be an idiot to think they're going to change. Right. But also, you know, it's, it's not a combination. Just to speak to this for a second, we all, I mean, depending on where we're at in our lives, uh, it's very easy to make mistakes multiple times, right? The same mistake over and over and over. Yeah. And depending on where they're at in their journey, we don't want you to think that it's hopeless. Hang in there. 
the reality is what Jason is talking about here is he's sharing with you, just continue in the process because the process itself is going to help you to find the way out. And, and, and that's what he's speaking to here now, you know, is, is we all have a hope. There is a hope. Just don't give up. Right. Jason, okay. when, what I'm hearing too, is, and this is, this is, this gentleman's able to help you sharpen the why, if yeah. you will. The, the why is huge. And right? when the why, we talk about this a lot. Did, do you find that as the why becomes more sharpened in your life, the the superfluous details right. and the ridiculous things that other people who, do, what, when, where, how, tend, dis- tend to become fade. kind of irrelevant yeah, to, to what you're focused on right. accomplishing. Yeah, they do fade. You guys just stumbled upon one of my biggest passions. Oh, cool. And, and this is this is the the idea that unless you have purposely and clearly defined your version of freedom. Look, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you have a job, if you have a business, whatever you're doing to make money, if you have a charity, if you have whatever it is. The human spirit, the sovereignty imbued upon us by God Almighty is the desire to be free, okay? That's the end result of what we're doing. And our level of freedom that we accept is bastardized yep. when we forget that that's our outcome. That's right. Because then the outcome becomes about the house. It becomes about the the nicer car. It becomes yeah. about uh, you know the 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 in people accepting us. It becomes about the wrong things, and you start to chase. Like again, Keith Cunningham, who was the real rich dad in the Rich Dad Poor Dad books, one of my mentors for years, uh, said to me. He said. Jason, seems like you're running really hard in the wrong damn direction, son. Right? Right. And, and that me think about that for your life. How many times have we run passionate, like passionately? We're sweating, we're uh-huh. working, uh-huh. we're tearing down shit. And we all of a sudden get there and we're like, this, this is not where I was headed. It's in completely right. the opposite direction. Yes. And so this idea of freedom. For you to sit down and say, okay, and I'll give you one out of business because business owners are are the people that I'm closest to. They can make the most difference in this world. I help them make more money so they can do more good and right. in, in the world. And, and one of the things that we first sit down and say, okay, if you're starting a business, which is supposed to be a machine that creates cash, it's not supposed to be your identity. It's yes. not to be, it's not supposed to be, you know, where you spend more of your time or more of your mm-hmm. love than you do with your family. It's not right. a place for you to, 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 you know, have affairs or, or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing to distract yourself. Sure. A business is a machine to create cash. Now that cash can go on and fight against cancer. Sure. Homelessness. Yes. Uh, you know, domestic Hunger. violence, trafficking, right. yeah. all these other things. Right. You can take that money and you can pay your people more if you're passionate about the people that work for you. Right. You can do a better job for your for your customers because you're passionate about them. Right. It can, it can, you can, but it doesn't, that's the thing it's there to do is to create a thing called cash, which is a tool in your tool belt for you to be able to do the things that you want to do and the freedom that you want to attain. So right. now if you sit down and I, and this is one of the first exercises we go through with my consulting company is to sit down. What is your freedom? What does it look like? Right. Okay, it's this, it's a house over my head that's paid for. It's enough food in my belly to feed me until the day I pass. It's some money to pass on to my children. It's, uh, you know, paying for the kids' education. It's a, a car that runs that da 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 yep. And you figure out, okay, what does that mean? Putting a million bucks in the bank that's spinning off 10% interest, for instance, that's $100,000 a year. That's $2,000 a week that's coming in regardless of whether you work or not. That is a level of financial freedom. And people go, oh my God, it's going to take a, it's going to be a long time before I can put a million dollars in the bank. Look at, look at, at at, uh, the Oracle of uh, Omaha, right? Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Where does he live? He lives in a, he lives in a, he lives in the same home. Yeah, he does. The same home, driving the same truck and doing the same things because he is wealthy. Right. Right. This is the, one of the pages ripped out of the book of knowledge. That's right. Come on. You can put together a million dollars very quickly if you continue to drive your shitty car, if you yes. continue to live in the smaller house, if you can don't buy the, you know, the, the super fancy clothes, if you don't right. go on multiple vacations, you can very, very quickly put together a million dollars and put that in some sort of yes. an investment yep. um, that's spinning off and you become free. 
But if that's not your target, that million dollars to get yourself free, because in freedom, you can deliver freedom to other people and not until then. Until right. then, you are a fellow slave, right? You are a fellow, you are you are uh, someone who is is tied down by what people think about you. I'm no longer tied down by those bonds. Yes. You know, I don't care what people think about me, which means I can say this stuff without any fear of retribution. You can come after me. You can slander my name. You can do whatever it is that you want, but you can't impact my money anymore. Right. right. Which right. gives me a level of freedom to be able to do the things to be with you guys today on a Saturday. Right. Yeah. For me to be able to do the things that we do and, and not worry about it. So understand that what these gentlemen just brought up is a master step to, to the solution to everything you're working on. It gets you away from the people that you that you don't want to be around, that you're trying to impress that don't like you anyway. It gets you from you know from buying the right tennis shoes or whatever it is and putting that money into an investment instead and watching that grow and compound and getting out of instant gratification and getting into wealth building. Yes. Right? This one master step puts everything in. It's a, it's a, life is all about sequencing, right? Your DNA is sequenced. Yes, right. so all of the important things that, that happen in life have a system and a process to them. Yes. That is, that is a principle that if you do those things in that order at that amount of time with that amount of, of stuff, then this is a result you're going to get. It's like a cookie, right? Yep. Cookie. It's a chocolate chip cookie. If you don't put the chocolate chip in <laughs> and you don't put the flour, <laughs> you're going to have something, but it's not going to be a good chocolate chip cookie. No. And no. it's the same way in the decisions in your life is that you've got to sequence those things together, but what you're sequence, sequencing it to become, remember the hot, mush, uh, mushy, uh, delicious cookie that you're about to put in your mouth, right. that is your that is your freedom, that is your end result. And unless you know that, who knows what you're building? You're building somebody else's cookie. Yeah, that's the reality, yep. Jason, when we when you, you, you arrived to this place, yeah. When was it then you said, I'm going to, I'm not going to focus just entirely on making money and making other people money, even though I know that that's a large part of what you do, but then you started to step in and and start to champion some other causes. And we'll circle back to the businesses and the nonprofits you work with, but I I wanted to, when did you get into uh, combating uh, child and sex trafficking? Yeah, I'll never forget the night. I mean, this was now going back five, six years. And, you know, my very first, and and again, I want everybody to understand that where I'm at philanthropically right now, again, was just a series of small decisions along the way that has grown to that's where I spend most of my time these days. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, uh, what that started in domestic violence, because that was my background, and I started going to fundraisers. And then I understood that, you know, I started to see that charities they're terrible business people. So I could give them some advice there uh, to, you know, oh, well, food insecurity leads to domestic violence. So getting involved um, with with uh, Ambu's Jane and Tony Robbins on a project called Feed a Billion. I'm still the CEO of that organization. Um, and then that led to being invited to other causes, suicide and, and uh, veterans issues and, you know, animal issues and all these other things, because I could bring some semblance of order, I could bring some semblance of influence and I could bring some semblance of resources uh, to these different organizations. So kept getting invited. I got invited to this, uh, to this uh, movie one time. It was a movie premiere and it was about trafficking. And I didn't, I had no idea, no idea that this stuff was going out on out in the world. And I left that movie, I, you know, wrote a big check and I'm like, and, and then I got in my car and I drove, I couldn't go home because my heart was, it was broken. You guys, I mean, yeah to see a child that is being utilized and used in those ways. And, 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 and that that's a, a business, a multi-billion dollar business that is sanctioned and ignored by multiple governments around the world and, uh, and almost encouraged. And, and you know, and, and the people that are doing it are the people that are powerful and should have responsibility to, uh, you know, to their citizens and, and protecting the vulnerable and the innocent. And I was, I was, it was, it was a, a series of emotions all combined that just shattered my heart and 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 how I looked at the world and I was angry and I was sad and I was it was this this just breaking of a spirit another breaking of a spirit where God I thought I was doing a good job for God and God's going there's another level there's always another level of service right. yeah and come I on. sat you know I, it just brings tears to my eyes every time I think about it that 
that and I and I parked in the park and I beat the steering wheel and I was like, God, how can you be letting this happen? And you know, and I had a version of Pastor Rudy. Pastor mm. Rudy had a version of this experience. And it's like, no, why are you allowing it to happen? Come on, come on, bring it back. Right. And and, and and that broke my heart even more. I'm like, well, because right. I didn't know, you know, like, <laughs> okay, now you know right. what you can do about it, right? right? And and so then I went on a mission. Um, you know, we took Tony Robbins on, on a mission uh, undercover and, and he went with us and we rescued on that first rescue, 36 little girls, put wow. 11 traffickers away. Tony wow. Robbins' heart was broken and he funded, you know, some really cool things and, and then started talking to his giant audience about it. And that raised millions of dollars in awareness. And, and that really kicked off this, a, a bigger discussion, you know, and, and there's been small organizations around the world that have been doing this fighting for yeah. decades and decades yes. and decades. Right. Uh, but it's those people that are in power and influence using their voice to, to talk about it. That's right. important. Yes. And Tony did that. That's powerful. Um, and one of the reasons why they brought me on the trip was because they wanted me to use my platform. And so I started doing that and that put me in a lot of weird places. Uh, but, but that, you know, then got, I just, I dove into it as a shield, right. As, as we're supposed to be, if we're in a stronger position than somebody behind us, we shield them. And that was my job. And I started doing that. I went with, you know, 12 or so other rescue units and, they were, you know, their integrity wasn't there or they were just not, it didn't click or, or they were about their, their selves and getting the attention. And, and I ended up with Pastor Rudy from CERT Ministries, CERTministries.com. It's S-E-R-T ministries.com. Search, evangelize, rescue, and train. And Pastor Rudy, um, I told you I was pissed off at God. I was pissed off at Jesus oh, yeah. for a really long time. And I told him that when I met him, I'm like, don't, don't preach at me. Don't, don't give me none of your garbage. I'm, I'm, over that, I, you know, I have a relationship to God and I don't need anything in between us and blah, 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 blah. Right. This big yeah. arrogant oh, douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yes, sir. We're all guilty. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got it all figured out. I got the t-shirt, man. Yeah, we got the t-shirt. I've been there, done that. And so what happened was over a couple of years, they're my home now. That's where I do rescues. Pastor Rudy is my leader uh, in that world. I follow him wherever he goes. It doesn't matter if it's underground uh, uh, tunnels, um, you know, under Las Vegas or in the dark, darkest, deepest parts of, of Africa. It doesn't matter where Pastor Rudy goes, I will follow. And, and the reason why, and that led to me at the end of 2020, being baptized um, for the first time in my life. And it wasn't because of anything that he preached at me. It was how he lived his life. There you go. And I wanted oh. to model that. And, and I thought that is the purest in my entire life, besides my grandmother and my mother, the purest form of God's love was watching Pastor Rudy and what he did with these children, right. uh, what he did with his own family, yep. who he was to complete strangers, who he was to traffickers, who he right. was to dons, who he was to the world. It was God and Jesus flowing through him with very little resistance to his own ego. Yeah. And, and I took that as an example of, of somebody that I wanted to model in this world. And so he is my biggest living hero and doesn't have a lot of shit. Doesn't have a lot of stuff. Doesn't, right. you know, he's, you know, he lives, he's one of these guys that, that when I met him, you know, we, I got invited to come and speak at an event and the event was from the, the, for the family of a, of a girl that had been taken, Pastor Rudy's group actually rescued her and, and they were bringing me in to come and speak because I was friends with the family as well. And we met and I, he got up on stage and he said, the thing, I, I hate asking for money. I'm not going to do it. Like, blah, blah, blah. Here's our story. Here's what we need, you know, to operate. If you feel like give and give. And I was two speakers after him and I got up on stage and I was like, look, I have, I have not afflicted with the same, um, uh, disdain for raising money. You guys all pull out your wallets right now and let's, let's <laughs> yeah. go. And, and so that led to a long, a long friendship. And, and now he's my brother. He's my spiritual leader, his family, Lori and his two daughters, uh, um, you know, CC and Maddie are unbelievable. If I was ever going to go into war, it would be CC and Maddie that I would pick first. Yeah. Come on, so, come on. You know, we totally so, get so, that. Yeah. So that's, that's where, you know, it, again, it was small incremental ideas right. of 
separating from myself as much as I could in, you know, to, to come to this conclusion that we're, we're put on this earth to become the best us we can be. And that's where most people stop because they're like, this is, I'm going to be the best me that I can be so I can get mine. Right. The, the, the God's view of it is I'm, I want you to become the best you, you can be so that you can serve my, my lamb so that you can, yeah. you know, be the shepherd so that you can be someone that is, is uh, protecting the vulnerable as they're on their journey that I have them on. Amazing. It really is amazing. You know, he, he hit on a key thing here, Chris, it, it, and you didn't, I don't know if you've any, could even do any research on our show. It's so new, but the reality is, is you spoke to why our why and what drives us with our why is, is you spoke about that transition, that moment where philosophy had to transition to belief, right? Yes. And, and, and this is a keystone event that's common. I don't care what your belief system is. I don't care what your philosophy is. I don't care what it is. To take and, and take that step from a philosophy to a belief is one of these transitional moments. And in this case, it happened to be the step that he took there. But it could be any type of step, right? And these are the kinds of things that define who we are, that change the definition of identity, which is what he talked about. Yeah. And then also, it reestablishes identity in a new and different way that now we have to embrace right? It's this growth potential that's within all of us. We have this ability within all of us. It's created within us. It's innate, if you will. And it's immutable, if you will. But you can, immutable just means it can't be changed, okay? But it can be denied. And and so this is a critical moment in this juncture, which I think, I just don't want our listening audience to miss that. It's just one of the one of the key reasons why we, Chris and I, came along with this idea, and the Lord said, "This is what I need you to do." And it's like these are the moments that are very exciting because you just revalidated that moment for us. I love that. I love that. Great distinction. We're going to take a quick break right here. We're going to come back more with the Bald Avenger, Jason yes. Cesaris, right after this. Here on Bad Dog. Now back to the Bad Dogma Podcast, your weekly dietary supplement of truth amidst the Twinkies and Ho-Hos of the media world. And welcome back to Bad Dogma. We have the Bald Avenger joining us today, yeah. Jason Cineros, and we were just talking about uh, his his leap into uh, combating sex trafficking and child trafficking and uh, the encounters and the relationships uh, that, that have been established in his life that have, have led to this. You're you're working, Jason. You're working across the board, though, and I and I know that right. sex trafficking and child trafficking is a huge part of your focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I want to shift just slightly because uh, I know I know that and I wanted to hear an update. Uh, and for some of those out there that may have heard about this uh, with feedabillion.org, you guys were supposed to and correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys were supposed to hit a billion meals in November of 2020. Correct? Yes, we were. How'd it go? How did it go? We, we failed miserably. <laughs> we love failure. Yes, we love failure. <laughs> Welcome to the power of discovery. That's right, folks. Yeah. Don't put that no. pen away yet. And it was an interesting conversation at the beginning because I had said no to the project in the beginning. Um, I was on vacation and, you know, and I mean, I get a, a phone call a day from somebody wanting me to help with their charities. And most of mm-hmm. them are, you know, they're just, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of oh. commitment. It's a lot of a lot of different things that you have to deal with. And, um, and so most of the time I turn people down, I built a, a program for them for free for them to be able to build their own charities. And I, I recorded it and it's on Facebook. We built, I think the tape, the, the, the name of the, the page is really stupid. It's called the Jason Cisneros charity resources page. And, and I just went there and I taught about how to build a, a, a successful charity. I brought in some other charity people that I had worked with and that they built, built successful ones. And it's on there for anybody that wants it for free. And what I find is that very few people that won't call me and want my help ever go there to do the work and to build it up. So wow. it became like a, a you know, I, I, I want to brush off bullshitters, which is what right. you want to do in your own life, right? Yep, absolutely. You, it's not that they don't have good hearts. It's but they're not ready, willing, and Just able to ready. put in the time and energy that it takes to be successful. So, um, and and Ambush Jane is one of my dearest friends on the face of the planet. I love him. He's been very successful. Uh, but I said no in the beginning, and then we had another conversation. I eventually took it on. 
Um, and, and one of the things that we, that I had to have a conversation with him about, I'm like, look, it's great that you're setting this date, but what if we miss it? Right. And yeah. he goes, I hadn't thought about that because, you know, he's one of those guys that doesn't fail at things and he's a right. numbers guy and, you know, mm-hmm. so, so on and so forth. And, and I, you know, and I said, what if we fail? And, and he said, you know, we both came to the conclusion almost identically, like with our own words, well, we will have fed at least one person. Right. There you go. That's and, the key. And That's since it. then, it's been millions of people right. that we've fed, right. uh, but not a billion yet. Right. And, and we say, yeah, because we put the arbitrary time, or he put the arbitrary time uh, timeline on himself. Yep. And yep. I accepted it myself as sure. an arbitrary timeline. Right. But at the end of the day, we're still feeding people. And and if it takes us 10 years to get to a billion people, who cares? doesn't matter. We're, we're feeding the people that need to be fed, India, Africa, here in the United States. And that's right? so key. That's so key. You know, what you're talking about there, Jason, is key. Just just to pause for a second and remind our listeners that, you know, there's value in everything we do, right? Just because we we set a goal doesn't mean we have to hit that goal to be successful. It's, it's the same way in business. I mean, you, and that's why I have such a challenge with publicly traded companies. Me personally, it's just a personal thing that, you know, value is so elusive in a publicly traded company because the, there's, there's such a conflict between what's truly valuable in my mind and what's valuable by the market sense. And so those two seem in conflict to me. But the, this moment, it's just a critical that we kind of take a moment to kind of realize, take your successes where you can get them, right? Build upon your success and don't, don't get into that mindset of failure is a bad thing because failure just means you're learning something new, discovering something new. And time frames aren't everything, right, Jason? I mean, it's, I mean, you're you're still doing, you're still completing the mission. You're still you're right. still doing right. what what the goal was to set out was to feed people. Right. As long as you're feeding people, you're 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 succeeding. Yeah, it's success. Absolutely. Well, you know, and and I think that we're we're all supposed to do these things. Like if you read the Word of God, right, it's right there in the in the Bible, basic basic instructions before leaving Earth. It, it says, feed the hungry. Right. It says these things. Right. It does. <laughs> so it does. If you have, you multiply, you give. And and um and and so I'll be doing that for the rest of my life. There you go. You know, I'll be doing it for the rest of my life. And and if that's a billion, if that's 10 billion, if that's a hundred million, it doesn't really matter to me. The number was an arbitrary number, the date was right. an arbitrary date, and we still need arbitrary numbers and arbitrary dates so as to put a timeline on ourselves to right. accomplish things. Yes. It wasn't that it was wrong or that it was a stupid number or it was a stupid date. It was just, okay, the targets moved. This was yes. a little bit more difficult. We're not getting there as fast as we could, you know, blah, blah, blah. We, plus we have trafficking, we have domestic violence and we have mm-hmm. feeding people and there's all these other things. Plus in order to do that, we have to resource small to mid-sized companies with the best knowledge for them to be able to succeed. Therefore they can pitch in more money. And it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's kingdom building y'all. Come right? on, come on, man. That's you're speaking our lingo now. That's it. Started with 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're speaking our language. So if people want to give to, to yeah. feed a billion, can they go to www.feedabillion.org and give there? hundred percent. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Yep. They can cool. go to certainministries.com, give there. They, there's, there's lots of resources. If you go to jasoncisneros.com, that's really the central focus. I do comedy. We've got Anton J Global, which is one of the top 10 consulting companies in the, in the country. That's mine. Um, if you need help with your business, we've also got the charity side of what we do If you and the people that we serve that are there. If you want to get their websites, they're all, everything about what I'm working on is on jasoncisneros.com. Yeah, exactly. And it's laid out really beautifully. And that's so, you know, tells the mission and why, the why of what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, Jason, if you can talk, talk to us a little bit about uh, your work. Last time I, I, I saw, and I want to make sure this is accurate because I don't want to overstate and I don't want to understate, but it was 80 some odd nonprofits that you are currently working with. Is that correct? Yeah, it's well over 120 now. Okay. okay, good. Good to know. So so there's, yeah, that's an important thing to share with our listening audience. So can just, just cause I know you're, you're, you're actively looking for nonprofits to work with. And I know you mentioned the resource site on Facebook. Is, is that the, the application process for nonprofits who are looking to, to, to interact and work with you? Step. Okay. Yeah, it's the first step. If you want any help from me or, you know, from my organization, you've got to go through those six weeks of information. Right. Makes sense. And then show me yep. that you did something with it. Right. Yep. And, and, and so when we say 
we're it's it's about resourcing, right? Yes. And and for charities, they're they're either just same thing for business. Businesses fail because they have a lack of management capacity and they have a lack of resources. That's why they fail. Right. Charities are no different. Yes. They run out of time. They get they're not good at fundraising or they spend too much time fundraising and they're not doing the thing that they say they're going to do. Right. So it's it's that is that is the um, the core component of of really the first step. If you want my help, you've got to help yourself. Right. One of the, one of the business principles that I was raised under my father was a really good manager, and you know it's kind of in my line or my blood blood, if you will, was one of the things he taught us early on is, you know, you, whatever you do, you have a funnel. Okay. And you have to decide what that funnel looks like. And then you have to decide what can fit in your funnel and what can't fit in your funnel. And you always have to be sensitive to the funnel and how you're using your funnel, because again, it speaks to mission, purpose, calling direction and, and what you want to accomplish. Right. And so I, th I think that's what you're speaking to here, Jason, is, is you, you know your funnel very well. You know, and you've put certain pieces in place that, hey, if you want to get into my funnel, you have to go through this direction. And I think that's very helpful to our listeners. If they're, they're needing assistance, it's a great place to start and probably a great resource as well. There's a lot of people out there that have ideas. They yeah. have a passion for a certain group of people right. or an idea. Yeah. Um, but what is it? What is it that you have found that makes someone very successful going in? Because because nonprofits, it, it, nonprofit goal searching is and having a passion project yeah. is a little different. It's slightly different than business because business you can sometimes you're not passionate about what you're you're peddling. You're passionate about what it's reaping. Right. So is it with nonprofits? People sometimes it's a very personal thing that they they're stepping into. Right. What do you find that is that makes for the for the right kind of person and the right kind of temperament, the right kind of focus when it comes into nonprofit work specifically, since you've, you're working with so many people yeah, and so many nonprofits there that may there. benefit our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it, it comes down to, again, it, it's, there's a sequence of events that has to happen and the quality of the person or the group of people that can make it happen. There's several qualities. No one is you got to be humble uh, you know, and, and by humble, I don't mean everybody walks all over you. I mean, humble as in your mind is open to accept learning because wherever you are is based on your best thinking. And therefore you have to reach outside of that to get better thinking. If you're going to advance yep. and you want to get that better thinking from somebody that is where you want to be right. along the, along that path. Yep. Yeah. So that that's one of the main components. Number two is you just have to have a uh, you have to make success non-negotiable, right? Success of what you're working right. on, you just have to make it non-negotiable. And most of us are, 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 you know, for lack of a better term, we're dicking around yeah. in, in anything that we're doing, whether yeah. it's our body, our relationship, our, our right. business, our money, our joy, our, our whatever. We're just playing around with it because yeah. we want to be, you know, the, we live in a society that rewards this phrase. I'm busy. Right. I yeah. think it's... I think that anybody that utilizes that terminology is someone who not is, is they're, they're not stupid. They're ignorant. Sure. Okay. And they're ignorant to this fact that busy is not a value in our, in, in any, in any success formula. No. Right. Busy means that you are busy. You, you're, you don't have time for anything else because you've got these little distractions that are happening all around you all the time. Right. I equate when busy to me. I say I got all the time in the world. Yeah. For what I make a priority. There you go. Okay? And yep. that means that I it doesn't mean that my time is not absorbed in the things that I care about, but I'm not busy as a, as an indicator of my success, as an indicator of you should feel sorry for me, as a way to brush you off. My answers are yes, I can help you. No, I can't. Right. I can't help you, but this person can. There, right. These are the answers because I know my time frame. I know what prioritizes it, yep. but I don't tell people I'm busy because that means that they're less of a priority. Right. And it's not that they're less of a priority. I just cannot help them right? Yep. with my investment of time. I can get somebody else to help them. It's a yes or a no. And we don't stand on yeses and no. Everything's wishy-washy. Yeah, so we dive an inch deep on a million things and we master none of them. Yeah, there's, that's, 
society that we live in. And that's not a master step of being able to be successful. Yeah. Well, I, when I was in business, one of the things I hated the most about the conversations that I had with the people in the know, okay, those who actually declared that they somehow had the, the, the pulse, if you would, of, of whatever it was we were trying to address, they would use this phrase pretty much, oh, it just irritated the snot out of me. I'd get so pissed at that moment. Hold it. You're the expert here. What? What? How can it be pretty much? It's either yes or no. No, it's not. It's pretty much. What does that mean? Does that mean yes? Does that mean no? Does it mean it's based upon the position of the sun? What is this? I'm trying to figure this out. And three decades or more, and I still was unable to figure out what the hell does that mean? Pretty much. We found it in, when we were in Kenya that it's almost. <laughs> almost. That's almost. the word in Kenya. Yeah, almost. almost. If a taxi driver tells you he's almost, <laughs> almost there, there, you got a two-hour wait. <laughs> you, he might still be in Uganda. Who knows where he's actually yeah. at. It's, 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 it, I mean, and to understand yeah. that it is it's it's about and i love what you just said yeah. making success yeah. non-negotiable that, that it's yeah. it's not even an option no it's not about failure it's about success yes. and that you're going to set yourself up to not only succeed but make sure that those that you're looking to benefit from what you're going to do are going to actually receive that benefit you know, it's the, the why has to be about the why. The it's always got to be, be about, about the, the why. purpose. It, yeah, we got to focus on why. If, if we get off of the why, then we get into all these dangerous areas, right? And we we all do this, but if we can't focus on the why, then we're going to have long term problems. So, most I'm, people fail before a, a a first attempt is fully completed. There you go. Most people fail and they stop. Yep. They stop. And when I say, you know, when we're talking about this concept of of um, making success non-negotiable, what that means is I will not stop. Yes. My approaches may change a thousand times. Yes. Everybody's heard the the fortune cookie thing about, you know, the the light bulb being created. Right. And it was 9,999 he'd failed and it was 10,000 when he, when he succeeds. It's a, it's, it's not a true story, but it is a great lesson for us to understand that he didn't, he just, it didn't matter if it was going to take 20,000 times. He right. knew that success was that thing lighting up and being able to light our world other than just having flames. And so that's, that's how we should be in our life is if we are crystal clear on that outcome yes, and it's below somewhere below freedom, it's going to be a vehicle to our freedom. And we know that that vehicle is going to get us to that freedom then all we have to do is put gas, the tires in the right place. Yep. We got to put the seats in the right. We got to build it the correct way. Yep. And that takes lessons in failure. Right? Absolutely. That's, it's tying together our entire episode thus far. Yeah, it really is. It's th- this whole idea of failure being bad. That if we can, if there's nothing else taken away from this moment with Jason and what he is presenting to you, take this away. Failure is a good thing. Pursue, push through failure. Now I want to make sure this is this is this isn't myth and this is completely correct. But I heard that you actually put a bounty, a thousand dollar bounty on a business plan that you had, and it ended up costing you in the neighborhood of like one hundred and thirty three thousand dollars or or something to that effect. Is that correct? Yeah. So so the the idea is, and and this is a really great lesson for everybody that's out there. I. When I failed, I told you I went bankrupt three times. And in that bankruptcy, what happened was in those bankruptcies, I took these. It's a weird thing now that I even say it, but I took these notebooks of my failures and I just wrote like when they were done, when the whole thing was done, I just wrote. I did this. I did this. I made that decision. I made this decision. It was bad. It was da da da. And I had these notebooks of each one of my bankruptcies. And then I got this awesome opportunity to go on the road as Tony, one of Tony Robbins speakers. And while I was on the road, I took these notebooks with me and I was exposed to some of the greatest business minds on the face of the planet. Uh, Jay Abraham is a mentor of mine. Keith wow. Cunningham, as I mentioned, the wow. real rich dad and rich dad, poor dad books. Yeah. I had Tony there. I had, you know, lots of uh, insurance companies and lots of doctor's offices and lots of uh, real estate and car dealerships and not, on and on and on that had been in business for decades, sometimes two and three generations that I could sit down with. And I would tell them, I'll wash your dishes if I can come over and ask you this series of questions. Right. And so I did. I took my notebook and said, here's what I did. What would you have done? And they just, they were so gracious with their time that I had a, a response from, to all of those from people who knew better than me. And yeah. so I compiled that when I left Tony, I started doing turnarounds and, and started, and I built a, a process and a procedure out of that. Then I took that money and started to buy my own companies and, and took that 
and and that was pre- I was pretty successful. I had three or four businesses, a couple hundred employees. Um, you know, I think almost three or four hundred employees. But I was still absorbed in with my time, and I still had to be there. And one of the things that I put as big thing on my list, if I when I built back was I was not going to be necessary in any of those businesses oh, ever yeah. again. That's I huge. didn't want to be necessary. And here I was, all my time was being absorbed. Right. And I was busy, right? Yep. So I I, t- I sat back and I thought about it for a couple of weeks. And I said, you know what? I think the answer is in my employees. And and so I took my systems and my processes and wherever it, where if it, whether it was a janitor or whether it was one of my general managers or, right. you know, if it was one of my, you know, mid-levels or whatever it was. And I said, okay, guys, I put it out through the entire organization. If this system and process doesn't work in a specific space, right. I will pay you a thousand dollars for you to prove that to me. And at the time I was like, you know, this might cost me 10, 15 grand. I was very arrogant about my systems. <laughs> I, but years later and $130,000 uh-huh. paying out that $1,000 bonus, yeah. I ended up with what we now have is why I have a top 10 consulting company in the world. Right. Why I was able to exit out of a couple dozen of my companies in early 2019. Um, the, 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 the crux of my, of my freedom was built in taking my mistakes, having people that knew better dis, uh, disseminate through them, and then letting the people that were affected by them improve the systems for for themselves and for us, uh, and for me as the owner. Yeah, um, and that, that turned into what now is the processes and procedures that we have: Harvard, Yale, Wharton School of Business. People that have said, if I would have just had this information, I wouldn't have needed to go to those schools, right? Yep. And and people that had graduated from that that were having business problems that we fixed and and helped them turn around their companies. It's it's just it was one of the great lessons of humility and and really um, sanity checking your own beliefs. Yeah, there you and go. What you hold as absolute truth. Yeah, come on, could that's what it is, bullshit. right? Yeah, could be total bullshit. <laughs> right, right, and, and and I just want to rewind a little bit for our listeners. You 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 went over something that I think is kind of key, and I think you I think you probably execute this throughout everything that you do. You mentioned exiting, and and one of the strategies that people don't think about when they go into any venture, right, is the exit strategy. Where am I going to be pleased with what I've accomplished? Right, this is part of the goal setting process that is very beneficial. How do you feel about that? Is that something you incorporate in everything you do? Um, you know, looking at you know I'm going to enter this and and here's my exit strategy and that helps you guide yourself through that process because again these things are unknown unknowns and you have to discover them over time well the systems and the processes that we built for business it's a great question you ask if i'm going to do something i start out with a couple premises okay i have to really love it especially now yeah i don't have to do anything right right Um, it is, I have to really love it. That's number one. Number two, I have to really love the people that I'm doing it with. Yeah, come on, man. Come right? on. Yep. And, it, and it has to produce, after I've sat down and thought about it, it has to produce a specific outcome. Wow, that's incredible. And, yeah. and so when I do that, that's my process. Then I, I just take what I, what I teach now to business owners, and we built a, a really cool digital course um, where we poured things into that small businesses that can't afford to bring in my consulting company um, right. can learn from as well. Um, but but it's the same processes and procedures that my team extracted out of me when we decided that we were going to do a consulting company in the first place. Right. It was stuff that I was doing. Like a lot of us are really great at something and it's like second nature, but we haven't written it out to a place that it could be duplicated by somebody else. And they did that. My team drew that, drew that over out of me over the course of the last decade. They're still doing it, by the way, uh-huh. and improving the processes and procedures. But it's a system. And right. that system, like I had a friend of mine who was getting ready to go through a divorce. And I put him through my system. And, and they're happily, wildly happy, happily married right now. You know, I had another friend of mine that had a, a son that had some addiction issues. And I put him in the system. And wildly successful, right? I put him, I had another friend of mine that was tremendously overweight and had some heart problems. And we put him through my system with that. And it's, and, and it has been wildly successful everywhere. Every time I make a mistake, every time something goes wrong for me, 
I have stepped outside of my processes and procedures that haven't had the opportunity that, that, you know, cause there's always little tweaks that you can make to improve things. Yes. But when I step outside of that and I've got this book, I call it my red flags book. And in the red flag, you'll be like, don't ever get into a partnership with somebody else ever again. Right. <laughs> don't do, right. Don't do this. Don't ever right. bring in investment dollars for anything you do ever again. Right. right? I've got these red flags that I don't, I just don't do those things anymore. Yep. I will not raise a dollar outside of charity. I will not raise a dollar for any project anytime ever because I did that and I lost people's money. Yeah. You know, sure. and, 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 and it caused me a lot of angst because I, I lost the money and then couldn't pay it back. Right. Right. And there are people that I love. There are people that, that people that I loved that they loved that put, you know, and, and, that's a, that's a horrifying, horrific experience for me. And I could be probably a billionaire uh, at this point in my career had I, if I didn't have that belief. Now, other people can do it and they're great at it. Mm-hmm. It's just not something I will ever do again. Right. Because it caused so much damage to the one thing that you have in this life. And that's your rem- reputation. Right. You know, I made some major mistakes that hurt a lot of people. And, and it was the most miserable time of my life because I couldn't do anything about it. Right. Right. Um, I spent years and years and years paying people back and doing the best I could to get, to get right with all that stuff uh, to a point where, you know, now I'm free of all of that guilt, but man, it was a, it was a good decade of that to, to get rid of all that stuff. So, so I, you know, I say all of that to say that, if you have something that's creating success, turn it into a process, write it down, identify it. Um, because everybody that's watching this does some things great. And, and those things, if you can apply that same principle to other areas of your life, you're going to have success. A lot of times people go, I know this industry, I know medical, I know uh, law, I know card business, I know this, I know that. And they, they are constantly searching for best practices in that industry Right. When I buy a company or I'm doing a turnaround, we don't do any of that. We go back to the time than that when that organization was operating at its peak. Yep. And we recreate the activities and environment right. yep. that existed then. And then we start to build best practices, cross-pollination, right. acceleration uh, strategies, mm-hmm. those type of things. So all of you can go back to a great time in your life when your body was good, your relationship was good, your money was good. Right. And you can just recreate those activities in that environment and recreate those results before you start trying to hit the big home run. Right. And, and it's really, you know, you go back to recapture the vision, passion, right? I mean, you have to return to the point of explosion, right? Sure. If you don't go there, it's going to atrophy and, and you're, you're experiencing atrophy. That's why they're bringing you in to do what you do so well. That's right. Jason, we you 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 touched on through a myriad of different things. Yeah. One of my favorite topics, <laughs> uh, and that is that is that of blind spots. I oh, you, yeah. especially from I, I always I always find it fascinating because we we do a lot of I do a lot of work with men in, in spiritual environments, uh, especially like small groups and 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 those kinds of self awareness trainings and those kinds of things. Yep. And in that, there's always there's always the guy that it's like, okay, Bob, you know, what would you like to share? I don't know. No. Okay, well, we'll start with blind spots then. <laughs> yeah. And then there, people always seem so confused. You don't know what you don't know until you know it. How? Uh, and and I, you've given a little pieces to this along the way. But how how have you developed a way? Is it is it simply by working with an expert, or have, have you developed ways to also discover blind spots for yourself? Uh, through different techniques and principles that you've applied to you, the way you think and you act and you believe? I would describe my system as systematic small failures, right? <laughs> systematic small failures. So there's, there's a term. I learned this from one of my, the guys that we run with in the trafficking world, who is a sniper. And he all, you know, his mantra was aim small, miss small. Yep. And, and so I built a system that, that, was built around systemic failure. I, I force my companies and the people that hire us as, as uh, you know, for on our consulting side, I force them into a, a, a system that causes them to fail small, learn the lesson, modify, and then fail small again. Right. Do and that in a rapid succession too. Right. Yeah. So, so it's a, it's a succession of small um, contained 
systematic failure is the system that I operate by. And you have to have metrics to determine success, right? I mean, if, or if failure. You're not measuring, if you're not measuring, yeah, come you're on. not in business. If that, you're not there measuring, you go. you're yeah. not advancing anywhere. Anywhere. It, that's right. And that's a key principle for people to realize. It isn't just enough to fail. You got to learn from your failures and you got to monitor that in a way and, and create some index that can tell you how you're performing. Most people are playing, uh, and again, this is something I got from my mentor. Most people, especially in business, are playing a a version of pin the tail on the donkey. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of times, guess who's the donkey? (laughs) Talk about the stupidest game on the face of the planet. You cover your eyes, yeah, right, right, and, you, and somebody spins you in a circle, and there's some unidentified target out there, and you start wailing about with a dangerous instrument. Yeah, come in a on, crowd of people. Right, right. Sounds right. like college. And right. you hit people like, and and so you know the po- point is, is that like you know uh, the only way to win at that game is to have somebody that's behind you that can defend themselves. Yeah, and point your shoulders in the right direction mm-hmm. to the place where you're going to hit the damn donkey right. instead of caving in grandma's forehead. Right, right. right? And that's what you're and, talking and that's about what here. We do. Yeah, in that's business exactly and in what life. We yep. have this this idea that we're going to go yeah. out and we're going to watch the douchebags on Instagram <laughs> and, and the douchebags on Facebook that right. are faking all of their wealth yeah. and doing all of this stuff. And, and we're going to follow what they're doing and all they're doing. They're the ones that are spinning us in circles. And yeah. we think that we have a government that gives a shit about any of us. Right. And they're giving us the stick. And then you've got big unethical businesses who are spinning us in, 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 ways you've got the media that's spinning us in a different way and and we're going nobody's helping me play this game right i'm playing a game of pin the tail on the donkey and nobody ever wins the damn game yeah yeah there you go you're always going to be directed it by someone to say hey you got to go over here you got to go over there who you're listening to depends on whether you're gonna you're gonna hit that thing or not so i i'm a big fan of taking off the damn blindfold. And the only way you can do that was with education, knowledge, and humility. There you go. Jason, we thank you so much for your, for your time, uh, your insight, uh, man, what a powerful two episodes. And thank you for pulling back the veil a little bit more. Uh, and, and because, uh, to be honest, it's, it's so powerful when, when people who have not only, uh, reached plateaus of success based on the way uh, our society equates it, but then has also taken those steps to reverse the course of society and say, look, the values that you may have uh, sought me out for are not the values that I'm placing on the rest of my life. And your dedication to uh, your community uh, to our nation and and to the helpless right. across the world. Those without uh, a voice. Definitely. We we need more people yep. who are doing what you're doing and taking those steps. That's real bravery. Yeah. That that that's real risk. Just yeah. like you said, you, you have to put security around your children. Most people wouldn't even welcome uh, you know, to, to, to go places where it welcomes that kind of negative attention. Right. Because you've taken that risk for people who can't, who are completely and totally helpless. And right. and for that, I want to thank you because yes. you are making the world better for everyone that exists now, but for the generations to come as well. And we, we need more people to step up That's and right. lead by example like you currently are. And so I want to thank you for that. Well, thank you for that. And I just want everybody to know and understand that, that you know, that it... I do it because it's my duty and, and I do it because other people did it for me. They did it for my mom. They did it for us. I mean, you know, having government cheese and, and doing the things that we did and having a shelter to go to and, and having a judge that stepped in and having police that stepped in and, and, you know, and, and having mentors that stepped in and Tony Robbins taking me under his wing. And you know, these, these types of things, guys, I, I it's, it, it would, uh, for anyone to get to a pinnacle of anything, like whether I'm, I don't feel, by the way, I don't feel like I'm at my pinnacle. Right. Uh, I feel like we're just getting started. But at the end of the day, I think that, that anybody that has done anything to reach any level of success got there 
by the grace of God yes. and by the people that are around them that opened doors yes. or lifted them up or the backs that you stepped on or the shoulders right. that you ride on. Yeah, come on. That, that I, 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 the only thing that I can claim is that I continue to walk in God's grace yeah. and that I continue to, to follow Jesus's guide, guidance in my life and that I continue to force myself to be in the lives of people that I admire. And other than that, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's all God. It's not, I promise you when it was Jason, it was a fucking mess. Yeah. Yep. We totally we, get we that. We get that. Oh, then I can thank both you guys. Like, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but no, I want no. to thank both of you guys for the show that you're putting out your energy, your heart, the, the work that you're doing. It's thankless work. And, 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 and I want you to know from the bottom of my heart, thank you for drawing out the stories of people that people that are searching and seeking can then refer to on how to navigate their own journey and their own levels of success. So I admire you both and I appreciate you both having me on. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Yep. Jason Cineros, the bald Avenger. Come on, man. Uh, Jason, we hope that in the future you would come back. We would yeah. love to have you on oh, the show again. Anytime you're free. Anytime. We'd love to hear Anytime. from you. Well, Mark, yeah, it's, it's been, been another incredible. Uh, incredible adventure here, and I, I tell you, it only keeps getting it better. Does. So this is the thing that's blowing me away, right? I mean, I, I thought I had a good sense of what was going to happen, nah. right? Nah, nah. There you go again, right? It's Expectations discovery. always blow by the wayside. Yeah, it really is. But the, but this just reinforces that what we're doing is meaningful, and and that's what I think we both desire is we want to do something meaningful that actually will impact someone's life in a positive way and change perhaps their trajectory. And in that way, they will then create a trajectory that someone else can follow as well. If you do have questions for the show, including why Mark continues to use the word immutable every episode, you can email <laughs> us at emailbaddogman, that's with two Ds, yep. at gmail.com. For Mark Rasmussen, I'm Chris Solak, and this has been Bad Dogma. Thank you for listening to Bad Dogma, the podcast produced by FBM Productions. Special thanks to our production team, Stephen Hudson, Marcus Bickle, and I'm Barry Hasselman. Bad Dogma, unveiling the truth one podcast at a time.